Welcome to Build a Drone Review Podcast, Episode 32. Rotor Talk Line, Scotty O2. Why the hype? Got that coming up next. On Rudder Talk Live, I was joined by Marcus Crawford, and we talked about a number of subjects that night, including the new Zeno 2 that was announced by Hubson. We talked about Ford's patent that they applied for for a drone flying out of a car. We also talked more about the DJI Mavic Mini, and we spent a lot of time talking about the Skydio 2, why all the hype. So without any further ado, let's roll that in its entirety. Good evening. Welcome to Rotor Talk Live, Season 2, Episode 42. I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Marcus Crawford. Ron Brown is getting ready. He is heading out to spin up a day early. Marcus, how are you this evening? Darn good, Bill. Uh, awesome. Had a good day. It was uh, it was a great day to fly, as a as a friend of mine says. Really, a great. I wonder who says. I wonder who says that. I like. I kind of. I kind of like that. Okay. We got. We got a boatload to cover tonight i mean a boatload josh is in the house welcome josh larry boggs is in the house right now we got we got so much it's it's gonna be it's gonna be full we got a very full evening of stuff the first thing i want to share i want to share something a little humorous this evening i really got i really got a big kick out of this i need to get it there we go all right we're gonna we're gonna share this now it's not often i see you know, some kind of like comic or a cartoon or something about drones. This one was actually pretty funny. So I'm going to go ahead and share this right now. This one here is pepper and salt from the Wall Street Journal. Delivered by a stork. Don't be silly, sweetie. A drone brought you. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That That's that that's 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 pretty. I, I like that one. So that's why that's why we got that up there. All right. Now we're going to move on here. And let's get, I got to, I probably should have left my screen share up, but then, okay. I'll get with it eventually. Well, no some of the news today, all right. Zeno 2, all right. In all its glory, all right. Marcus, I want to get your, th I know you and Ron have talked about this. I am interested in hearing your thoughts about the Zeno 2. Well, Bill, so what I'll say is uh, I, it, it, clearly it's a real deal because that picture is from some Hong Kong electronics show. So, And you can see it, that big poster on the side there was huge. Uh, so, so there's no question it's a deal. Uh, the, 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 like Ron and I discussed earlier, I think it's going to key on the price point. Uh, the, the one thing that I think they can really hang their hat on with that drone is that 4K 60 frames per second? The other thing is they're claiming 33-minute uh, flight time, which, you know, knowing the way Hubson works, I'll believe that when I see it. You know, they say that the current Zeno is 23 minutes, I think, and you know, most of us are getting about 15 or 16 minutes. Uh, so even at that, so let's just say for the sake of argument that they overstated it, and it's and it's 25 minutes. That's still a great flight time. Uh, and if you think about it, that drone is about where the Mavic Pro was, the original Mavic Pro, a few years back, except for it does not have obstacle avoidance that we know of. I would suspect if it had obstacle avoidance, they would have been screaming it out on that, on that one page. Uh, but it does have that 60 frames, 4K 60 frames, which is a big deal to, to uh, a lot of people. That said, you know what a Xeno fan I am. I'm looking forward to it. If the price point is, uh, you know, at $400 or thereabouts, it'll be it'll be a big deal. So yeah, that's what I was going to next ask you was was price point. And I think if they price this right, you know, and and I think this is huge. This is this is really key for them um, because you know they were kind of like all over the map with the Xeno when it came out, and it was just you know almost like the law of supply and demand at first and everything. And then, um, you know, if they price this right, it's going to be unbelievable competition for everybody. Well, it depends. You know, we got to see what the specs are on the Mavic mini too, because if the Mavic True. mini is really 400 bucks, 
And even if it doesn't have 4K 60, well, we, yeah, there's just a lot of things. There's so many unknowns out there. Well, we don't know what we don't know, right? We don't know what we don't know exactly. Well, yeah. we're gonna we're we're definitely gonna gonna get into and talk about the Mavic Mini here in a minute. But um, you know, this is exciting. I mean, you know, here here we have we have a year in, as far as drones are concerned. And let's say, um, for the sake of argument, I, I'll I'll say. Um, non-toy drone releases were, were at a minimum this year, okay? We really didn't see a lot from, and, and I'm including like like Femi, I'm including uh, Hubson, I'm of course DJI, um, you know, Parrot. You want to you wanna maybe stretch it the Anafi Thermal, but that really wasn't consumer related. There really wasn't a lot. And now here we are, last three months of the year, and boom, we're getting we're getting a Skydio two. Boom, we're getting the Mavic Mini, and boom, we're going to get the Zeno two. I mean, all within the last three months. Well, the then don't forget the Zeno Pro. And well, and, the Zeno Pro is coming out too. That's true. Right now, and you might even throw that little unique Mantis, uh, whatever it was. The yeah, the Mantis G. G. Yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah, the Mantis G. I, I think it's worth mentioning simply because it did have some kind of unusual features on it. It does. It, you're yeah. right. You're yeah. right. And I think that's coming out. I think it's it, it's going to be available. It's shipping, I think, end of this month. So I'm anxious to see some reviews on that and see and and see what and see what we get from something like that. Right. You know, as as far as that's concerned. But you know, it's like all of a sudden in these last three months of the year, it's just like boom, boom, boom. Here we go. I mean, it's it's just like super concentrated right now. I mean, you got to your your checkbook has to be fat right now. <laughs> well, it's uh, you know, you, to your point, uh, I kind of been selling off some old older stuff to build up that war chest because uh, mm -hmm. you know I look at all this stuff. God, there's not a one of them I don't want, so I'm gonna have to figure out a way to make that happen. Yeah, know? see, it's hard. I mean, well, you know, and and we're not gonna talk about it tonight. We'll probably be talking about it next week. But it's rumored the Mavic 3 is going to be coming out maybe end of January, okay? And that poses a real dilemma for me because I'll tell you what, you know, I love my Phantom 4 Pro V2.0 and you got to pry my cold dead hands off it. But, you know, my baby is that Mavic 2 Pro, okay? It's just like, you know, I almost, I almost tuck it in bed with me at night, you know, that kind of thing. That's how, that's how much that drone is to me. I mean, it's just absolutely positively stellar. I mean, just Well, I told you what I did with mine today. Yes. Yes. And Marcus, why don't you go ahead and share that right now? And then I'm going to share an article after you do that. Are you ready to go ahead and share? Yeah, that? yeah, I can do that. So, so let me uh, give, give you the setup a little bit. So uh, I, you know, all the talk about two things. I woke up this morning and it was a beautiful blue sky day. And, and I'm, you know, of course, like everybody else, the first thing you do is, is hit the internet looking for the latest news on Skydio, Mavic Mini, whatever else. And I got to thinking about the Skydio and boy, how cool that is, 360 degree avoidance. And then it dawned on me, I have a drone in my quiver right now that has 360 degree obstacle avoidance and follow me. So I took the Mavic 2 Zoom and I put it to the test. So, uh, so let's see, I am going to uh, share my screen now, Bill, if I can. I might have to go to my uh, full screen here and then bring up the video. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to share my whole screen and then bring the video online. Can you see that? Yes. Okie dokie. So what I'm going to doing now, I'm in follow me mode and the drone is right behind me and I'm going to walk right between those two trees and that light pole oh and, and watch what the Mavic to zoom does. I just think this is phenomenal. As you can see, I'm not even looking at the drone. I'm, I, I, of course, I am looking at F, FPV on the controller, but it pauses here for a second. It goes, uh oh, what am I going to do? And then it thinks about it and it goes, oh, there's a way to go. And boom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh man, that is just, that's awesome. That, that yeah. is just, that is just awesome. You know, and, um, you know, I get obstacle avoidance, the treat of obstacle avoidance going off all the time when I fly out of my backyard, because I was sharing with Marcus earlier, you know, whenever I land the drones, 
you know, both the front and the rear obstacle avoidance go off because, you know, between the fence and the hot tub when I'm out there. So if I need to adjust, if it's not hitting the landing pad, I got to rise up in altitude and then adjust at a height and then land the drone. I mean, that's, that's where it's at. But, but Marcus, that is probably one of the best examples of obstacle avoidance that I've seen. That is just absolutely fantastic. So, so it, I, that was just part of it. I mean, I was walking around trees and so forth. And, and, and like they pointed out in the Skydio video that we saw, hey, it will lose you, right? I mean, if you completely disappear, the follow me loses you. But the drone will not run into anything. It'll just hover in place. But then to find you again, as soon as you come back in, it puts a dot right on you. And all you have to do is touch the dot and, it, and it's got you again. But it successfully followed me around trees and in between trees, et cetera. So anyway, it was just fun to mess around with. And uh, so my point of it is uh, we've, we've got if, – if you're worried about 360-degree obstacle avoidance, likely you've already got one. Yes. Well, Lawrence, Lawrence says, Marcus, you'll love the Mavic 3 then. <laughs> no doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well – there's one, there's an article that, that I, I, I found today and, you know, it's, it's like, it seems like all the news we have been getting has been um, drone or for drone related has been about drone releases. Well, there was something else today and this article was from drone life and let me go ahead and share my screen here. Now the article is called Ford files patent for a drone that launches from your truck trunk. Ford has filed a patent for a drone system integrated into a car, one that can provide emergency services, light security, or more. Um, Mercedes-Benz had tried this before, and apparently Land Rover did as well. Um, Ford has filed a patent drone system that would launch from the trunk to provide emergency services when the car breaks down or help first responders to find a car that may be off the road by shining a light, giving a precise GPS location, or turning on a siren. The drone could stream video of an accident scene doing the work of a first response drone. Now, here's an actual, here's a, here's a diagram of the patent. And apparently that's a remote server. There's the drone itself. Uh, the patent was dated October 10th. And the system even has a panic mode. And down below here, and I'll drop a link to the article in the description. Here's the actual drone created by Ford right here. So, um, Marcus, what are, what are your thoughts on something like this? You know what, Bill, what that could be a first step towards is, uh, you know, when you have, I'll bet you what they're thinking about is when there's autonomous cars out there and uh, they want them to be able to, uh, to, to call for help. I, I, that sounds perfectly reasonable, and I, uh, I'm, I'm quite sure that'll be a thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, this is, this is I mean, it just really grabbed my attention right away because, you know, I'm always like, okay, stuck in traffic. Wouldn't it be wonderful to launch a drone to go up and see how far the traffic is ahead of you? So, you know, what's going on, that kind of thing. How many times have you been sitting in your car and that's happening? And it's like, well, you know, what, is there an accident? What is, is there construction? What's going on? And you don't know. And you're sitting in your car for, you know, 30 minutes. Yeah. Ken, like Ken says, or capture an accident scene as well, too, and bring that back to first responders. That's like, mm, by the way, welcome, Original Dobo. Um, Brad Hendo's in the house. Mike Kenny's in the house. Lauren's in the house. Metro Drones is in the house. Uh, Josh is in the house. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, we got, we kind of covered it here. All right. Now we're going to get to, we got a couple of other things that I really want to talk about tonight. And one of them is, now I'm going to put up this article from, let me see if I got to get it up here. Let's get it here. Okay. Now this article is from Joan DJ and let me, let me share my screen here. Better now, with the drone says useless in case of a rollover. That's probably true. Yes. That better with the drone. That's probably true. Um, okay. Now, one couple, one thing that I really kind of wanted to hone in on tonight. Okay, now a lot of these, a lot of some of these have been confirmed. Um, you know, the 4K 30 frames per second and 12 megapixel stills, um, the flight time that it does have a remote controller. Now, one, you know, there's been a lot of talk, and I, and I've looked out on forums 
regarding the range of the drone uh, being um, reportedly 3.1 miles or about five kilometers and the top speed of 31 miles per hour, about 50 kilometers per hour. What I want to focus in on is the range tonight. Now, one of the things that I looked up on the FCC Grant ID database, and I don't have uh, my screen up for that, is that the Mavic Mini frequency um, that it's allowed in the U.S. is 5275 to 5850 megahertz. And there's no dots in there, okay? That's the, that's the frequency. But um, if you look, for example, the Spark had a 2.412 to 2.462 gigahertz, and the Spark had a 5.745 to 5.825 gigahertz, and that was a Wi-Fi drone. Now, the Mavic Pro had a 2.4 to 2.4835 gigahertz, and also 5.725 to 5.850 gigahertz. Now, reason I'm reading these numbers to you is, is for a couple of reasons. One, um, the drone companies have to, man, have to specify to the U.S. what operating, what frequencies they're going to be operating on in that country. And that's why this whole thing about the FCC um, the database that's that's in in a nutshell. That that's the reason that they do this, and they have to prove to the FCC that it is operating on those bands and only on those bands. Okay, I think that's important here. And the other thing is this: from looking at the frequencies here, you cannot tell if this is going to have, say, for instance, Wi-Fi or AccuSync because it it will operate on on these bands here. You know, as I read, you know, the Spark. Um, was operating on the same bands as the Mavic Pro. So, you know, it doesn't really, that's not the significant point right here. But from everything that I'm hearing from my sources, they are saying that it's going to be OcuSync. And one of the reasons that they strongly believe this is that the range was, uh, you know, was is strongly reported to be 3.1 miles. And Marcus, on a Wi-Fi enabled drone, you will not get 3.1 miles. Am I correct on that? Yeah, you're absolutely correct. So it's some kind of an enhanced system. So now whether it's OcuSync 2 or who, who knows, they could have some complete uh, different uh, system. Uh, so, but yeah, that certainly wouldn't be just a regular Wi-Fi drone for sure. Yeah, I, I absolutely don't think so. And, you know, one of the other things that I wanted to talk about while I still have this screen up here, all right, um, you know, one of the other things, a lot of people are talking about the 250 grams and how, you know, here in the U.S., the, the only difference is we won't have to register it. But from talking to some of my friends up in Canada, now they're different up there. OK, now they not only have to register their drone, but they have to take um, what you call an ex a basic exam, a pilot's exam. OK. Um, you know, this isn't even a part 107, but a basic pilot's exam, you know, probably a little more detailed than what those questionnaires that DJI used to have will come popping up on here. But what I'm saying is with a sub 250 gram drone, it eliminates not only the registration in countries like Canada, but those people who have that won't have to pass that pilot to get that pilot certificate or whatever they call that. And that's not only in Canada, but that's going to, that's worldwide. There are a lot of countries that do do it like that. It's completely different than, from, from the system that we do that in. So, and, and I think that's important. And, and I think a lot of people need to, need to, need to, um, you know, kind of hone in on that. Marcus, what are your thoughts about that? That absolutely right. I, th that's so I, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't thinking about that at first. I was, uh, thinking about, uh, you know, just here in the U.S., I hate to say it, you know, people just not wanting to put that sticker on their side of the drone, but uh, definitely uh, in Canada and the rest of the world, there's some big advantages to having that under 250 grams. The other thing that when I think about the Mavic Mini that may be a big advantage, Bill, and, and actually Ron Brown is who brought this up, and I thought, it, boy, it made a lot of sense to me, and that's the fact that if it truly is super, super compact, uh, one of the things with the Spark that I love is how easy it is to travel with. It's so small. It's so easy to deploy, so easy to retrieve. If this thing is even smaller than that and even more convenient, how many times are you going to take it? So, so maybe you're going someplace and you aren't necessarily thinking about flying a drone, but hey, just like you would with a camera or something, I'm going to take this with, with me just in case. I see something that I want to do, and it's small enough and convenient enough 
that you can do that, I, I, that alone would be worth the price of admission to me. Now, air photography um, put in the chat, the basic exam in Canada is quite difficult, but it's open book. It does allow you to do commercial work as well. Air photography, thank you for posting that there. And Lauren, thank you for, for your post as well, too. Um, you know, so I think that's important to, to understand that, you know, it's different in different countries. And I mean, um, and if I, if photograph, air photography, if I'm right, um, you're, ab yeah, you're able to do that online. So you don't have to go to a testing center to do that, which I think is very interesting compared to the exam we have here in the United States, which is really basically from the private, private pilots exam as far as that's concerned. So, wow. Okay. Well, I just, I kind of, I wanted to bring this up. And the other thing I wanted to talk on, touch on too, Marcus, and get your opinion on this is, again, I've seen this in the forum as well, forums as well. And I've gotten a lot of comments about this. If it's as light as they say it's going to be, it's going to be pushed around in the breezes, breeze like nobody's business. What are your thoughts on that? You know what? It makes sense. I mean, if it's lighter, it's not probably going to be, how do we know until we get it? Mm -hmm. how powerful the motors are but you know it does make sense that a, a lighter drone is going to get blown around a little bit uh you know i how i guess that's one of those kind of wait and see things but i think that's a valid concern yeah you're right and, and you know and what i what i've told people is this think about it uh, when you know for example when i'm hearing the mavic 2 pro especially when it's landing and it's on a windy day you can hear the engines rev on, e on, on each side, okay? Because it's compensating for that wind, all right? That's, how, that's why it's so, so good in the wind. Who's to say that it's not in the Mavic Mini, okay? And we'll experience that when we get it. I mean, that's one, that's one of the big things that I've been trying to emphasize from pe for people is let's, you know, you know we, we can kind of speculate and give some good guesstimates as to what things will be. But let's wait till we get it in our hands and get and and fly it and see what see what it is. Hey, Bill. So another thing to point out, I think, is to to define what is a windy day. I mean, I've had the Mavic Two out in what twenty five mile an hour winds, and and while it gave me a bunch of wind warnings and stuff, it it, it handled just fine. A smaller drone like that, you're not going to take it out. You're just not going to throw it up in conditions like that. I wouldn't think. Uh, so as long as it can handle like, you know, 10, 15 mile an hour gusts, Hey, I would say that's, would be good enough. Well, um, Pacific Northwest 360 bear put in there. I fly freestyle drones as well. Under 250 will still be good in wind. So, wow, that's good to know. That is, that is very good. Pacific Northwest. Thanks for, thanks for posting that there. So, um, we're going to kind of switch gears here a little bit and, you know, one of the, you know, it's, it's just incredible, this, you, you want to call it like uh, mania, the Skydio 2 mania that has just absolutely positively overwhelmed us. I mean, Mavic, Mavic Mini, yes, but the Skydio 2 has just like, it's through the roof in terms of popularity. Um, from last I, last I heard, I think all three, if, if not all two, if not all three of their batches are completely sold out, okay? Um, the, the popularity of this drone is going through the roof. Marcus, why is this drone so popular? Why, why is there all the hype about this? Well, I, I think because it pretty clearly is the next leap in technology from that uh, uh, artificial intelligence, obstacle avoidance point of view. Uh, you know, you saw what I did with the Mavic 2 there, how it kind of hesitated and looked around. You're not going to see that on the Skydio, or at least the videos we've seen so far. That thing just takes off, and wherever you're at, it gets you right in center of frame instantly. Now, as some have pointed out, is that conducive to good, smooth filmmaking? Maybe not, uh, but, uh, you know, to be able, if I could know that I can safely fly my drone, even with the controller now, I'm saying, not the beacon, if I can fly it through a grove of trees or or near something and know that I'm not going to hit it, that's a big deal to me. And I think a lot of people, uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a, 
it's a, it, it truly is a game changer. Plus the other thing is that it's, it's uh, American uh, designed and manufactured. Yes. And, and, and that was just Mike Kenny just, just put that in there as well. It's an American drone. And I think, you know, that's really grabbed a lot of people's attention because, you know, while the Evo was, you know, it's an American company, it was manufactured over in, in China and, and shipped over there with the Skydio. It's manufactured, it's assembled out in California. I mean, that's where they're putting them together. Hey, take a look at what Cold War Television says. And I, I think that's a great point. It's a good B-roll drone. Uh, you know what, Cold War Television? I think you really kind of kind of hit a nail on the head with that. Yeah, it is going to be a very good, um, excellent B-roll drone. Yeah, I, he's right. He's absolutely right with that. Because, um, you know, and, and I think the thing that really kind of gets a lot of people's attention, and it grabbed my attention right away, is there was a controller with this, okay? It wasn't just completely autonomous like the oh. Skydio one was okay and got to give Skydio so much credit because what they did was they went out there and they partnered with parrot to have to have them just you know can we use that controller parrot said absolutely it's a win win for both i mean Skydio didn't have to spend all that time and resources because to create something from scratch like a, a controller versus using someone else's controller that's a huge cost savings right there. Okay. And, you know, Parrot makes the money. Skydio gets an excellent product. And we as consumers benefit by having that at a reasonable price. I mean, the original Skydio one, I think it was like $2,700. You know, and now it's just like, it's incredible. Yep. It, 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 it really is there. And, you know, and one of the things that, that I, somebody mentioned earlier today too, is a lot of these videos are coming from overseas. We're not seeing a lot of people from here in the United States getting a hold of, hold of the Scotio and testing them. And, and I, a lot of people were asking me, you know, are we going to see some more videos from people here in the United States? And see, I, I would say this, if we were at, you know, if this was say a DJI release, okay, uh, you know, obviously as soon as it hit, you know, DJI, you know, people would put their, their videos out. Evidently, you know, there's no NDA kind of thing with, with Skydio. I don't think they have that. That's why all these people are putting these videos out, but it's interesting how Skydio is doing this. They're kind of doing it backwards from what we've seen as far as DJI is concerned. Well, and they're, they're trying to appeal to the, a lot of their appeal is they're clearly advertising towards the non-drone user. So somebody that is a, uh, a mountain biker or into some kind of action sports or whatever. And just, just like what GoPro did, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, Drone Worship Reloaded uh, uh, put down there, the parts come from China. It's an assembled in the U.S. Unfortunately, we still have China to thank for the technology he's that, that's correct okay that that's something that's a that's a good point um you know some of so, the hardware partially yeah. yeah yeah and and you know and and i think what's real interesting was one of the questions that i had from a number of people were how many are going to be in each batch that skydio was coming out with and skydio got back to me and they said they weren't releasing that information which i think you know and i and i kind of think for their for their sake, you know, they didn't want to give out company, you know, company information to DJI, for example, okay, which is a competitor of theirs. They don't want other companies to know, you know, how many drones they can make. Now, you know, we've seen pictures uh, of that video of the assembly line on there, and it looks to be like a very manual process. And if you watch the video that I put out, um, taken from the Mavic Air that was on the internal um, internal memory, you could see how, you know, when the Mavic Air was being made, a lot of that is a very automated process. There's still a lot of human intervention with DJI, but I think, you know, you're seeing a difference in terms of manufacturing styles, um, you know, because it's, and one of the things that I think if, if the Skydio 2 takes off and is such a good hit, which I think it will be if it lives up, to all of its hype and, and, and what we're thinking about. I think what we'll see there is 
they'll improve, they'll have the capital to be able to spend to improve their manufacturing facilities, thereby getting more of these drones out to the public. And I think at first, I think the other thing too is I think they probably, if they're smart, when they're coming out with a new product like this, not only, you know, kind of limit these batches when they get them out there in the hands of people, okay? You know, this first batch that you and I and, and Ron are going to be in, it's it's going to be interesting, you know, when we get these because we're going to get them out there. We're going to put put everything, we're going to put them through their paces. We're going to take a look and see, you know, if everything is as is as it should be. So you you keyed on it a little a couple minutes ago, Bill, when you were talking about the controller. So now they, they're appealing to both sides of it. The person that's the action sports person that they're just trying to capture whatever their sport is, whether it be mountain biking or motorcycling or, or uh, like uh, 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 Lauren was pointing out that we all saw the video of the, uh, the, the guy that was uh, with the sail board where he, where the drone almost hit the wave, that was pretty darn uh, interesting. But they, they're giving us drone flyers. They're giving us a controller, too. So, uh, I, you know, the way I look at it, we're kind of getting the best of both worlds. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how, that, how, that, how the beacon works and also how the controller works. And I'm real interested in, in, in what that, the onboard cameras with the, the sensing on that. And somebody had talked about, and I saw this on a forum somewhere about being able to tap into those cameras, the sensor cameras on there. And, you know, maybe down the road that Skydio might have some type of a firmware update to be able to do that. And that was kind of a very interesting thought. I, I, I you know, th that that's something that I think will be real interesting to see if something like that can't happen. So the other thing that I think some of us may be overlooking with from Skydio's perspective is I'm willing to bet that uh, this drone is just the beginning in that they're trying to prove their ability to uh, create artificial intelligence. And uh, just think of all the applications that uh, that's kind of obstacle avoidance and quick thinking, because if you think about it, not only is that drone avoiding an obstacle, it's also thinking about how to get around it and reacquire the target that it had. So uh, that there's, it's a really, like others have said, 256 cores of computing power in that thing. It is a flying supercomputer. Think of the applications for aeronautics, for uh, automotive. Uh, I'm willing to bet that this is just the beginning for Skydio. Well, you know, like we just talked about with this patent that Ford applied for, okay, this would be a perfect drone for something like that on a smaller scale, of course, with ha to have all that type of obstacle avoidance on it and to have that processing power on board. You're not really necessarily looking for that 4K 30 frames per second kind of a feed from this. You know, when a 1080 will do, especially, or a 720 um, will do in an emergency type of situation. So that's a really valid point, Marcus. I think that's important. Um, yeah. You know, and, and also too, you know, you also look, like I said, we talked about the original Scotia was at $2,700. I mean, that was, you know, I, I was like real excited when it came out and talking about an American company and everything. Then I looked at the price and I was just like, Ugh, okay. You know, it's, it's out of reach for almost everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So, for, so for us, it just, it just put, we all just kind of made that same uh, calculation that you did. Well, gosh, it'd be kind of fun to have one, but for not for 2,500 bucks, but at a thousand bucks, it's a whole different story. Yeah. Yeah. At a thousand dollars, you know, that's a big difference. And I, and I think that's, I think that's something that, that people will, um, will key in on. Lon, uh, put up a good good comment there. Um, uh, problem will be the guys coming from the Mavics will be disappointed with the range. And I think he's right. I think, you know, people need to keep in mind, you know, I, I would say, I would say this, Marcus, what's the range with the Anafi? Uh, the Anafi, you know what? I can't tell you. I've, I've had it out uh, two clicks and that's as far as I ever wanted to go with it. Okay. I've never taken, I've never tested it out at full range, but I, I, I was out over the lake one time and I had it out two clicks. Okay. Well, you know, I, I'm kind of thinking what we're going to, what we're going to see here 
is that, um, you know, as far as the range is concerned, and I think Lon brought up a good point, you know, if you're expecting to get like that Mavic 2 type of range, you're not going to get that, okay, because, you know, the transmission system is completely different on this. And, you know, the processing power on this is more geared toward obstacle avoidance than anything else. I mean, that's, that's its primary mission. And, you know, getting, getting the remote controller in this case, I think, I think it's a bonus. I really do. Yeah, there's a, there's some good comments here. Uh, Computer Techie is saying Skydio is like Tesla. I, I think that's, I, I mean, probably not exactly, but I think that's a valid comment. Uh, they, they definitely are probably in their very beginning of what we're going to see from them. Uh, you know, will we see uh, Skydio taxis, air taxis at some point? It's possible. It could uh, be. And then Michael Weldon talking about how will it perform over water? Uh, you know, with the cameras, I don't know, because we all know that 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 uh, DJI drones, they always tell you to turn off uh, all of their downward facing sensors when they're over water. So that's a good that's a good question. We we did see the video of the, the guy with the uh, uh, the sailboard the where, sailboard where the, and the drone it missed. You, you thought it was going to hit that wave. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It went up right there at the last second. That was real interesting. Now, drone worship yeah. reloaded put in there range is 1.5 kilometers so you know that you know that really kind of puts things into perspective especially you know when we're spoiled flying the flying like the the mavic twos you know with the range that we get with something like that so i think again you know one of the things and we said this just said this about the mavic mini and i think the important point is we need to kind of kind of um if i want to use the word temper our expectations because this is not a Mavic 2, okay? And it doesn't even pretend to be a Mavic 2, all right? I think we're going to get good quality to maybe excellent quality in terms of, of, of the, the pictures will be okay. I think the video will be good to excellent. But I think the obstacle avoidance is, is the key feature in this. And I think people are going to use it the most for that. However, it's going to be interesting to see how this works with the remote. Because we really haven't seen except for that video that was inside the garage with the cars, we really haven't seen any video as far as the remote is concerned. So that's going to be real interesting to see how that responds and how that behaves. I'm, I'm really excited about it. I think it's, I think it's a step in the right direction. Hey, can I throw one more thing out there, Bill? Sure. Uh, with, with regard to range, I got to be honest with you, you know, they're, they're making a big deal out of that with the Zeno that the new, the Zeno pro is going to have four kilometers. I got to tell you, I, that Zeno will go all of a kilometer. That's just as far as I ever want to go with that drone. I mean, it, I, you know, for sure, if, if you're saying that that thing's in line of sight when it's out there a kilometer, you, you've got some kind of Superman eyes or something. So when we're talking about going out miles and so forth, I, I, I'm not sure. The only application I can see where that is something that's valid are those guys that go out and they chase cruise ships or they're going out to look at like an oil derrick or something out on the ocean. Help me out in the chat guys. When, when, what other time do you need that kind of range? Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, that kind of range. Um, I'm trying to look through the chat right now. Did you guys see the guy on the motorcycle? Yes, we did. I did see that Edwin. Um, Baker X Derek or whatever his name or X. Yeah. And long puts, then there's a lack of accessories and third-party apps. And yeah, right now, you know, one of the, one of the things that I think I've, I've heard quite a few comments on is, you know, you have to charge the battery in the drone. There's no, you know, there's no, like you have, like I have with the um, back here with my Mavic too, there's no, you know, dock to be able to charge multiple batteries at once. So that's going to be, that's going to be real interesting as far hey Bill, as so, so Rick Halber is pointing out that there was a video, I think it was that Baker X Derek guy that put oh, okay, the controller today. Oh, okay. Good, good, good. Yeah. Rick, thank you for pointing that out. I appreciate that. I think that's important. I think I'm going to try to find that and see if I can drop it in the description after the show tonight. Cause I think that that's important enough. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to beat this anymore than, than it, than it's worth, but I think it's important here that, you know, Skydio is, is just taken off like fire. And I wanted to, wanted to kind of get into some of the reasons why this happened tonight or 
why this why this is happening and what we can expect to see when we get these. And um, I want to thank Lon especially for kind of like putting that great comment in there about tempering our expectations, so to speak, because of the range. And I know Drone Worship, thank you for putting reloaded. Thank you for putting the the range in there too. And I think this we need to just we need to just temper our expectations. But at the same time, it's a new drone and it's exciting. And, and I think it's really kind of captured a lot of attention from a lot of people. Hey, so Metro Drones is saying he doesn't use that range in his DJI, but he says it gives him the warm and fuzzy that you probably won't lose it. And that is a that is a good point. Yes. Uh, Beach Buck One Search and Rescue um, is answering your question. Another good point. That yep. is the, that is a very good point. Yep. Um, Rick Halbert, they have multi-battery charger in the works. Yeah, that's a good thing, Rick. Um, I think that's something that's going to be real important as far as that's concerned. And especially, I mean, Lon brought up the third-party apps too. I think that's going to be that's going to be real important to that those apps will be available for us, um, or you know, maybe one or two will be available at startup. Um, I have one on pre-order for sure, but I'm keeping my eyes. Okay. Part of the hype about the Scotty has been a lack of releases this year. Lauren, that's a very good point as well. No doubt. That is absolute. That is absolutely right. I mean, up until, up until this point, the only things that we've seen really released, um, <coughs> DJI released, um, you know, the agricultural drones this year. Uh, you know, they had the um, FPV releases, but, it was really FPV parts and, and, you know, remotes and things like that really wasn't a drone per se. And we really haven't seen a lot. I mean, even in the non-toy grade drones, as far as, as releases were concerned, and then boom, we get this. And it's just like, it really kind of captured everybody's imagination as far as, as far as that's concerned. It certainly has ours, hasn't it, Bill? Oh, it has. It really has. Um, you know, so, and, you know, kind of moving on here just a little bit. And I wanted to talk about this before we, we close up shop tonight is, you know, it's been heavily rumored that a Mavic three is on its heels probably at the end of January, 2020. And from what they're saying, and this is what, and this is what I hear is that it's going to be everything that a Phantom four pro was, but yet in a Mavic two body. So, um, wow. I mean, that's really going to, you know, it's, it's what a, what a problem, what a wonderful problem it's going to be for those of us that owns Mavic twos now, Marcus. Uh, yeah. You, that you might think about uh, eBay. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> uh, that, so I want to comment on, on the prospect of a Mavic three and what would get me excited about one and what would get me to purchase one. And if, you could get that Hasselblad camera uh, with some level of uh, optical zoom and all those other things that you were talking about, uh, Bill. Yeah, you know what? I'd probably I'd probably shell out a couple of grand for that. I probably would. Well, um, Joan Worship Reloaded. Um, he actually brought up a good point. Uh, I think the real reason for the hype is because there's a, a one for a competitor for DJI. People want to see actually someone actually dethrone the king and that's a very that's a very good point too thank you dan for putting that in that that's that that's real good and lon the mavic mavic 3 pro is going to be fire if they can pull it off yeah lon you're right i mean it's you know it, you know we're talking about all the excitement and hype and everything about these drones right now if they can pull off putting a, a phantom 4 type drone in a mavic 2 size drone and getting all you know the capabilities of a of Phantom Four Pro in there, Marcus, it's 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 going to be it's going to be insanity. Yeah. So uh, computer techie says price range, and and like I said, I I I'm quite certain with what we've seen lately, uh, it, it'll be a couple thousand bucks. Would be I, my yeah, guess. I agree. Yeah. I, I yeah, that's 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 my that's my initial thinking as well. Yeah. And I, and from what I'm hearing, you know. You know, there won't be a Zoom and a Pro. It'll just be one Mavic 3 Pro, okay? And from what I'm hearing is that it will have it will have the Zoom capabilities in it. So, I mean, like I said, this is going to be... That, a, that'll, that'll get me. I mean, that, you know, I'm just telling you. Th th this will be a kicker. Th this will really be a kicker. You know, and, and you know, the, the trend has been going towards portability. And, you know, we see that now 
with the upcoming Mavic Mini release, you know, as far as, because everybody was talking about, when they talked about a Spark 2, they were talking about something, you know, they wanted the rigid body of the Spark. Now, the rigid body of the Spark really helped out in a lot of instances, because I know a lot of people that have showed me pictures of them actually crashing it into a brick wall, picking it up, and, you know, they're basically dusting it off and putting it back up in the air again. That's how that's how strong that frame was. So people were hoping like a Spark 2 would continue having that rigid frame. Well, here we're seeing the successor to the Spark, okay, the Mavic Mini here. And, you know, it's going to be foldable again. So I think, you know, DJI is trying to bring home the message of portability. And I think that's something that has probably resonated in that they've got in there. They do a lot of, a lot of customer surveys, okay, because I've got one the other day on the Osmo Action. And it was like 40 questions on there. So they do a lot of these surveys and they get a lot of feedback from customers on what they're wanting with this. And I think one of the things that's coming through loud and clear is portability. Lon Dennard, I'm absolutely with you with, with your tariff comment. I, let's hope that that gets over with quick. And, and, you know, that helps us everything be more affordable for all of us. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree. Well, we got spin up coming up this weekend and it's, you know, it, it's, it's going to be an exciting time. Um, you know, I'm sure they're going to have the speakers will be great. I know, Hey, Kestaloo is going to be speaking. Um, um, Jason Shoppert from remote pilot 101 is going to be speaking. Um, you know, I know there's, it's, it's just going to be, it's just going to be a great time. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, um, it's, 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 people are really going to enjoy that. You know, I, I give a lot of kudos to Kelly Shores for organizing this because it's, you know, when you organize, even a, even an event, because I know um, when I uh, got with Ken and Billy to help um, get an event here in Tampa, just even a free event. I mean, it's still a lot of organization and everything. And on top of that, you know, this is, this is a paid event with a venue and, and trying to help get hotel rooms booked and, and all this kind of stuff. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just something that I think is, is just, is just incredible. So my hat is definitely off to him for this. You know, this off. one of the things that I'm really looking forward to, uh, Bill, is seeing if Ron Brown is actually a real person or, or just a computer simulation. So I'm supposed to meet him there. That's been up. And uh, yeah, i you know, he, he might just be a simulation. We don't know. Well, I, I can I can vouch for this, Marcus, okay? Because, yes, he is a real person. Okay. I did see him drink a Coca-Cola with his wife, and I did see him eat a grouper taco, too. So <laughs> he, he's, he survived on grouper tacos when he was down here in Florida. Because every time he mentioned about having dinner, he was having another grouper taco. And I was like, Ron, I said, you're just, man does not live by grouper taco alone. <laughs> well, in Austin, Texas, he's going to have to try some barbecue, I'm thinking. Yeah, he's going to have, the grouper tacos probably won't, won't be, won't be real plentiful done in Austin. That's probably yeah, for sure. Yeah. So um, we are looking, coming up next week, I am very hopeful of getting a very special guest somebody that everybody knows and somebody that everybody likes. Um, I'm, I'm going to release, release the information as soon as he confirms that it's a he, of course. Um, but everybody, this is a guy, everybody likes, I mean, you, you can't help but like him. Um, and he's, uh, he's obviously, he's going to be a spin up as well too. Uh, that's why I didn't, I was going to try to get him on tonight, but I thought since he's going to spin up, I wanted to give him time to get ready. Ron, uh, we wish you safe travels um with you and susan going down there and i know you'll also be going for a little bit of a vacation hope all that goes well for you uh marcus safe travels to you my friend um you know looking forward to hearing reports from spin up i think that will be absolutely fantastic um you know who knows maybe we can get hooked up live on saturday sometime you know we'll try to do something we'll see we'll see if, if we can work something like that out i want to thank everybody in the chat tonight Marcus, your closing thoughts, and then, then I'll have my closing thoughts here. Well, uh, let's see. So uh, I'm going to shamelessly plug. Uh, I've got a video coming out probably tomorrow. I took the FEMI X8SE uh, out over the Snake River Canyon. Uh, my hope was to, uh, to, to uh, take some panorama shots with it. Unfortunately, that's not enabled in the app yet. But I did get out there and do some photography and do some video with it. And the Snake River Canyon is always a fun place to fly. So uh, hopefully I'll have that video up soon. 
And then, of course, uh, really excited about spin up at the end of the week. And uh, yeah, great conversation tonight. Everybody in the chat, uh, lot, lots of uh, lots of good conversation. And it's an exciting time to be a drone fan. Yes, it really is. And, you know, Marcus, I got to say this. I'm jealous of that Snake River Canyon. I'll tell you that. That's just that's just an incredible place to be able to fly. Wow. It's just it's just absolutely amazing. I want to thank we had such a great turnout in the chat tonight. Um, you know, Lon Dennard was here. Drone Worship Reloaded was here. Lauren was here. Lon was here tonight. Uh, Metro Drones was here tonight. Um, Josh was here from Parks and Tech to on. Tuan was here tonight. Um, let's see who Rick Halbert. Thank you sh so much for showing up tonight. Um, Edwin was here tonight. Mike Kinney was here tonight. Ron Levesque, David Smith. Um, um, I know original Dobo was in earlier. Cold War television was here tonight. FSU grad 03 was here tonight. Um, you know, reason I, reason I, I, I like to call out as many names as possible that were here tonight. I want to thank you all for watching this. Okay. You have a lot of things to do on your, on your Tuesday evening at eight o'clock and you choose to spend the better part of 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock with Marcus, myself, um, Ron, when he's here. So I want to thank each and every one of you for that. Uh, be watching for some, uh, possibly some reports from Spin Up this weekend. That should be fun. See if we can get everything hooked up with that. Um, um, Computer Techie 247, thank you. Appreciate that. Um, and Dan's having a um, DW Fest this weekend at the Sulphur Springs Water Tower. Um, is that, that's on Sunday. Okay. Yeah. The 20th. Okay, Dan, that's on Sunday, starting at 11 till five, uh, bring what you fly open to the public. So you guys are here in the, in the Tampa area. If you have an opportunity, if you're not going to spin up, um, you may want to consider this DW fest flying at that tower is fun. Um, there is a huge open field next to it. It used to be a drive-in theater. So there's plenty of room to fly. Um, it is hot. So make sure you bring, um, either some water or some hats or something there. Dan, thank you for putting that in there. And if you need more information, go out to Dan's, uh, Dan's site. It's probably Drone Worship Reloaded or Drone Worship, and you'll be able to get that information from there as well. So again, you know, we got that. We got to, hopefully, I'm about 99% sure we got a great special guest next week. Marcus, as always, it was a pleasure. And everybody, remember, it's a great day to fly. Take care, everybody. Bye, everybody.